Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Lane Russell. Pastor Lane Russell is the pastor of a young and vibrant church in Cape Town, Faith Life Family Church. This podcast is tasked with duty to provide you with the very best teachings of Pastor Lane Russell. Soak in and enjoy. It's for all of us. 
every single person should be able to feel comfortable in the house of the Lord. And then verse number 4 says, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. Amen. So just by coming to the house of the Lord, you are blessed. And ever sing, and those who sing in your presence. Now, the, 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 I'm going to explain to you later why they are saying that the, the Korites, they were Levites. So Levites were priests who were ministering. But these priests, they were not allowed to enter the temple. And I'm going to tell you why later. They were only allowed to sing. That's why they are saying, blessed are those who sing in your temple. Who sing your praises. Okay? Then, blessed are those whose strength are, is in you. Whose hearts are, whose, yeah, whose hearts are the highways to Zion. Okay? So when it speaks about Zion, whenever you see Zion in the Old Testament, it's always talking about the church. But then it says that there is a highway to Zion. And blessed are those whose hearts are on us. And then it says, verse number 6, as they go through the valley of Baka. Alright? Now, Baka means to weep. Okay? Baka means to cry. This scripture is so intense. So, it means as these people were going up to the house of the Lord, they were crying as they were going. Alright? They make the place a spring. The early rains also come in like, like pools. Don't worry about them. Then it says, they go from strength to strength. All of those who appear in Zion. Amen. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, they go from strength to strength. Everyone who appears, who appears before God in Zion. So that means that when we come to church, we go from strength to strength. Okay? I want everyone just to be relaxed. Don't worry about your neighbor. Isn't it relaxed? And meet yourself in the Amen. Amen. So, I realize that sometimes it's possible for you to come to church but not to appear before God. You get what I'm saying? Sometimes it's possible for you to be in church but not be in the presence. Now he's saying here that they go from strength to strength everyone who appears before God in Zion. Meaning when you are in church your heart should be set on finding God. On finding the presence. On coming before God. Amen. Amen. Because sometimes we, we come just as one day. You see. But we must come to see God. And now these people were singing. They were singing this song out of a heart that is burning and, and yearning. Okay. And I will tell you why. Because they were allowed to come near the temple. But they were not allowed to go into the temple. Okay. Then. Verse 10. Says. For the for one, sorry, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Meaning something happened to these people, the sons of Korah, that they came to the realization that one day in the house of the Lord is better than a thousand elsewhere. You see, so something bad happened that, that they came to the realization that yo, it's better just to be one day in there than to be a thousand everywhere else. Amen. Hallelujah. Many times we look down on coming to church as if it's not important to us. It is only until you lose it that you realize that it was actually very important for me to be in the house of the Lord. And it's only when, when you are taken away from church, from the presence of God, that you realize that it was actually good for me that I was there. And as when you see, when people lose the presence of God, you see, because 
Όσο αν είναι λέσιο κάτι Είναι όλοι μετά, δεν ξέρω να σε You see, because it is when people lose chance out of their life that they actually realize the impact that church has on you. Church has a major impact on you. And, and, and many times we have a good thing but we take it for granted. We that's why we describe something here that the way they know the fuck I for. You see, there are opportunities that you must take and you must use. And one of those opportunities is the opportunity to be in church on a Sunday morning. Now I'm preaching to the same, I'm preaching to the choir, but I want you to appreciate what you have. Amen. I know you are here and Christopher didn't to say funny means that I'm over the ring. So that's not a problem, but you are here today. Give yourself a hand. Amen. So they say better is a day in your courts. Better is one day in the house of the Lord than a thousand here, a thousand elsewhere. Then it says, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. You see, many times when people lose the house of the Lord, then they end up in the tents of wickedness. There are so many people who've been in church, who've been here, who've been part of, of the house of the Lord, and then they lost it. I, I was shocked to hear uh, uh, one of the young people. Sit side. All of you sit side. You can see. I was shocked to hear one of the young people. He was in church. He was serving, and it wasn't long. He started to drift away, and it wasn't long. I heard yesterday. I heard he's in prison. You see, because he's in the tents of wickedness now, because he didn't appreciate the courts of our God. May we not be like that, where we look down on church and why it's important. It, especially in a time where people are not finding church important anymore. Especially in, 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 in a lifestyle where people say, um, um, we can watch the church on our phones. Or, 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 or the pandemic has put another habit on our lives where we are not in church as much. You see, there are many people who, who did not return to church after pandemic. But they will see that it is better to spend one day in the course of our God. They dwell in the tents of wickedness. Amen. Amen. Then it says, For the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he would hold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now when we read the book of Psalms, we, we are actually reading the songs that God has written to the Holy Spirit. If God had to write songs, He would write psalms. Because psalms are songs that Holy Spirit inspired. And then we all know the most famous psalm is Psalms 23. For the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not, I shall not um, want. Which is very interesting because David wrote that when they say that he wrote it while he was at the end of his kingship. So he didn't write it in the beginning, but he wrote it actually at the end. And he, he ends the thing by saying that and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Then if you want a psalm of repentance, if you quote on nonsense and you are feeling very guilty, Psalms 51 is the psalm to go to. Then you open it and you start to read it and you say, take not your Holy Spirit away from me. Cast me not away from your presence. Then when we read Psalms 91, we see the psalm of protection. 
he that abides under the shadow, he that dwells in the secret place of the Almighty shall abide under the shadow. So anyway, if you read that, then is the psalm you read if you have a problem. If ever you have a big problem in your life, if ever you have a complicated problem in your life, read the book of Psalms. Especially sorry, Psalms 91. Amen. And then we get to we get to this beautiful psalm, which is the psalm we are reading today, and it is Psalms 84. And this psalm they call it the pearl of Psalms. Did you know they call this psalm this they call it the pearl of the Psalms? Meaning it is one of the most beautiful psalms that there are there is in the Bible. Amen. Then not only is Psalms 84 the pearl of Psalms, but Psalm 84 is the only psalm that has a sister or one of the psalms. If you turn the numbers around, Psalms 48. So 84 and then 48. That psalm is the, almost the same psalm and they speak about the same thing. And it is the same people singing the same song about. And then they say, how beautiful is Jerusalem, beautiful for situation. And then they say that the temple of the Lord is beautifully situated. When you look at Jerusalem, Jerusalem is 7,000, sorry, 777 meters above the sea. That's a perfect number. Then not only is it 770 meters above the, the sea, so like um, Table Mountain is 1,000, that's one kilometer high. Okay? Did you know that? Then the temple is seated on seven mountains. Meaning if you wanted to go to the temple at seven mountains, Meaning to, and so they say it is beautiful for such a voice because there's seven mountains, everything is in seven, 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 seven. But if you wanted to go to the temple, you had to walk up. Okay? And not only is it on seven mountains, but if you look at Jerusalem, if you take the, the map, it is right in the center of the earth is where Jerusalem lies. And they say that it is perfect for such a voice meaning perfect for situation, meaning when you go to the church, they will play with that name, it is perfect for situation. Meaning whatever your circumstance is, and whatever your situation is, when you come to church, the church is perfect for your situation. Do you understand? If you are sick, you need to come to church for your healing. But if you are healed, you need to come to church to praise God because you are healed. If, if you are broke, you need to be in church to receive a word. But if you have money, you need to come to church to give your offering. It is perfect for situation. If there's marital problems at your house, you need to come to church. But also, if your marriage is good, you must come to church. So it doesn't matter what situation you are in. The house of the Lord is good for your situation. Hallelujah. Everyone say good for situation. Good for situation. It doesn't matter what your situation is. You know, sometimes people have a problem. And then they don't come to church with that situation. You see, the devil plays on their mind because when they have a problem, they can go to work. When they have a problem, they can go to their friend's house. When they have a problem, they can go to their neighbor's house. When they have a problem, they are crying, they can go to everyone else. They can even go and drink, but they cannot come to church. Then they will say, Pastor, because that's a problem in there. Pastor, you know what issues I have, what trouble I have. You see, what they don't know is that this place is perfect for every situation. Hallelujah. The church is perfect for your situation. 
never think that church is not the right place for you. You see, that the, it is the only place that is perfect for your situation. Whatever your situation is, even say Amen. Hallelujah. Now, not only is Jerusalem perfect for situation, but Jerusalem is on a mountain. It is high. Yeah. Which means to get to Jerusalem, you must go up. Do you understand? And wherever you go, anywhere else from Jerusalem, you must go down. That's why when you read the story of, of the Good Samaritan, the Bible says that a man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Meaning the man was going down. So what God was saying is, whenever you come to church, you go up. So whenever you go to church, you go up. You, you, you go higher in things. You go higher in your, in your spiritual life. You go higher in your understanding. You go higher in spirituality. And it is when you go to other places when you start to go down. And when you never go to church, you stay down. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor that stay in church. Hallelujah. So we need to come up. Then we need to have what we need to have is that we need to have a, a we need to understand that Sunday is a special day for a believer. If you are a child of God, you must understand that Sunday is a special day for believing. You know, many times in life, people start to get weird ideas. And I go be equally weird ideas. You know, people will say, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I'm not in church. You see, or, or, or when, when they get hurt in church, they will start to say, it didn't happen. But, 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 oh, I'm in the body of Christ, but I'm not in the local. You see, you must be in the local house. You need to be, and some of us, you've been here at Faith Life for a long time, but you are not a member yet. You, see, you haven't taken time to fill in a form to, to say, how must I be part of it? But you must be part of, you know, to be part of the body of Christ, you must be somewhere. You see, if you look at your body, there's no part of your body that is just there. The, the finger is connected to your hand. And the hand is connected to your arm. And the arm is connected to your shoulder. And the shoulder is connected to your trunk. You see, everything must be connected. And you too, you must also be connected. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Many times in church, there are issues and there are problems. But you, you must stay in church. Tell me stay in church. Stay in church. Amen. Amen. So I heard the story about, about Noah's Ark. Who knows that the church is just like Noah's Ark. The, the church is just like the church is. If we think about Noah, they said it's gonna rain one day, and it never rained in Noah's day. Then Noah went, and Noah started to build the ark. Yeah. The ark had one door on its side, just like Jesus had one door on his side when they pierced him with the spear. With the spear on his side, there was one door. Then Noah got all the animals, and then he put the animals in. You see, as a little boy, was dearer of his sin. See your neighbor, no one's standing on one ear and all that. So, so, when it's, so now no one is in there, and it's just him and his three sons, and the wives, 
there are eight people in the ark. And then the Bible says God told Noah a week before the time to go into the ark. Then the ark closed up and it started to rain. Okay, so he was in the ark first. When they went in, they were in the ark for a whole week. So imagine you are yellow people like this something, right? You are in the ark, you are in this wooden ship. That's not raining. The sun is beating. You are in there with all the animals for seven days. And people are talking about you the whole time. People are saying things against you. You see, many times when you come to church, that is what will happen. Your mind will tell you to jump out of church. Your mind will tell you, Nias the Bhagavad Gita. Your mind will tell you, Allah the Lord Your mind will tell you, Nima Ukosi Kekansu. Your mind will tell you a lot of things. You see, so as Noah was in the ark, I was sure he was thinking a lot of things. He was probably thinking, why did I come to church? Was thinking, why was I spending all this money? Meanwhile, the ark was the only way you could be saved. Because not long after, it started to rain. And everyone was talking nonsense. I'm about nonsense happening. Well, no one came in this. You see, you see, as a believer, your strength must be that you can withstand nonsense. I'm going to say it again. Your strength must be even nonsense from other people and from yourself. Because many times you are the biggest nonsense talker in your own life. I told someone recently that you are your greatest enemy in the fact of this that no one can stop you. No one can stop you. It's only you that can stop you. So what the enemy does is he works on you to quit. He works on you to stop. He works on you to do different weird decisions. The Bible says a foolish woman with her own hands breaks down the house. Meaning no other woman could come and break down the house. But it is that same woman. You see so many times in Christianity people break down their own spiritual lives. They they leave positions they shouldn't leave. They leave churches they shouldn't leave. They they leave blessed places. Because people have said something against them. But she said, even here, why are you going to that church? Not that church. No. If God has placed you in a place, stay there. Yes. Move yourself entirely. Don't let your neighbor take you out. Don't let your aunt take you out. Don't let your mother take you out. No, rather stay planted. Yes. It wasn't long, it started to rain. And then no one was the one who looked like a genius. Wow. And everyone else looked like a fool. Amen. Amen. And if you look at God is not trying to impress anyone. God is not trying. So don't you try to impress anyone. You just serve the Lord. I heard the story one day as Noah was sitting in the ark. And uh, he was sitting there for the for the for the seven days. And here the the giraffe came to him. There was a baby giraffe with a very long neck. And the Zerah was saying, all the horses were making fun of me. Because they say my neck looks straight. And then the elephant came. And the elephant said, all the cows are making fun of me. They say I'm fat and I've got a long neck, a long nose on me. And then the monkey came to Noah and the monkey said, they are making fun of me because of my ears. 
And then lastly, she came to the small, she came to Noah and the, and the sheep said, I heard the lion say that they will eat me tonight when you are sleeping. And Noah started to have all these complaints. And then one day, Noah just called everyone together and said, come. And then he told them, he said, elephant, I know you've got a problem. He said, lamb, I know you've got a problem. He said, monkey, I know you have a problem. I know there's so many complaints in this heart. He said, but remember, it's better to be here than to be out there. You see? And many times, church is like that. We have so many issues. Or the cruel problems and issues, yes. But you must remember, it's better to be in the house of the Lord than to be in the world who's going to hell. You must remember, they are not going anywhere else. They're going to hell. If you are not part of the church, you will go to hell. I'm not saying the church. I'm saying the church. But to be part of the church, you must be part of a church. Yes. Many times people think, now I just have to be in, I can go to any church. No, you can't. You must be plugged in somewhere. Because the Bible says that your shepherd, your pastor must be account of your soul. So if you, you are not plugged into a pastor, there will be no one to give account of your soul. To speak for you before God. Amen. Amen. So number one, Sundays are important because on a Sunday morning, the greatest thing ever happened. And that thing was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It was on Sunday morning that the devil opened You see, so Sunday morning is important and that's why we have church on a Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. Then, Sunday is important because Jesus appeared to his disciples on Sundays. You see, we think, why do we come to church on Sundays? And you know, some people start working on Sundays and Sundays are not important for them. But because now that Jesus, on purpose, he appeared to his, his disciples every Sunday he came. And he would wait, he would come one day, then he would wait seven days to come again on Sunday. Every time he was doing that on purpose. Then, you there? Jesus appeared to his disciples again on Sunday and he blew the Holy Spirit on them. And one Sunday, Thomas wasn't there. Thomas wasn't in the room when Jesus came. And when, when Thomas wasn't there, they told him Jesus is alive, he didn't believe him. Meaning he did not get the revelation that others had. Thomas, you need to be there. Find the Thomas and say you need to be. <laughs> There are some Thomas in the other church. So many times we feel, no, I'm going to lie in the Sunday morning. I'm going to stay at home the Sunday morning. Maybe that is the Sunday morning that you were supposed to be blessed in some way. But now you are not in the place you are supposed to be. Amen. On Sunday morning, the Holy Spirit came down. As one was that you will receive power in the Holy Spirit. That's a personal open. Meaning, even God decides to move on Sunday mornings. Hallelujah. Say your name, what The early church, when they read the, the, the book of Acts, they all met on Sunday mornings. Then, when you read Revelations, um, 1 verse 10, this blessed me. John said this, John the Apostle said, he said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. I said, it was an Meaning, and, and, and that the Lord's day, meaning this day belongs to the Lord. So he said, I was in the spirit. He doesn't call it on Sunday. He doesn't call it the first day of the week. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's why I let Jody sing, I really love Sunday mornings. 
Meaning, God calls Sunday, He calls it His day. He's, what He's saying is that, that the other days you can do what you want. But this one day is my day. And then what we must understand is that for the Jews, Saturday is a day of Sabbath. You know, so what they do is from Friday after, they took a Sabbath, they do nothing, they have a Sabbath rest. But when Jesus came in our days, he changed the whole thing around. Instead of us having a day of rest, we rather have a day of service. Meaning Sunday is the day that I say, here I am, I'm yours. This day belongs to you, what can I do for you? Meaning Sunday is not the day of sleeping for us. Hallelujah. Sunday is not the day of overeating for us. Sunday is not the day of watching TV for us. Sunday is not the day of walking around in the mall for us. It's not the day of shopping for us. Sunday is the Lord's day. It's not the day of sleeping in. It's not the day of deciding what you are going to do on your front. It is the Lord's day. Someone say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Even the communion was remembered on Sundays. The Bible says they would break bread. And it was on a Sunday that Paul gave the revelation. I think no one here of family no one Amen. Amen. Tell someone it's the Lord's day. Say it belongs to the Lord. It doesn't belong to you. Amen. You see why we are always busy on Sundays? Why we are always moving around on Sundays? Why we give ourselves on Sundays? See the only thing to say happy Monday. It's the Lord's day. <laughs> For six days we've done what we want. We what we want to. That's the Lord's day. Amen. Amen. Journey, they were they were only allowed to go to the temple three times a year. 
all the Jews. They had to be in the temple three times a year. And this is awesome. When the New Testament Testament came and changed, they were only but for them to go, they the temple was in one place. So come and say the temple is a Johannesburg. That means everyone had to go three times a year to do the offering in Johannesburg. You had to go from all over. That's why in the book of Acts, when they spoke in tongues, people from all over the world had different heard the different languages. Why? Because people from all over the world decided to make the journey there. You see? So people were actually moving. They, were, they, they had to take a cart. They had to take donkeys. They had to take They had to take animals to take them there. Okay? So that means that to get to the house of the Lord, it always requires effort. It always and it was, it was highways. You would see people move up and down. Amen. Hallelujah. So that is the same why why for us even as, as children of God, you would see every Sunday morning it's a battle for you to come. Is it not true? As, when you have to go to work, what happens? The school of God will be a fit up of itself. And then they sit in there the school of I mean, when you get to work, you, you just, you don't even think about the clothes, you are just on and you start running. But now to get to church, it feels for you like you, you, you fought a war. <laughs> because in the spirit, you are fighting a war. You are fighting a war, to, you fighting actually, you are fighting a war for your soul. Hallelujah. So, you would see people going in the used companies as they are moving and the joy of getting to church. And then, then as a family, they would live together as well. And that's what happened with Jesus when he was 12, 12 years old. When they left, they were looking for him and they found him in the temple. Because they were already going, but he was waiting in the temple. So it was one of those big companies that were going there. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Ah, he so, when you look at the book of Judges, that's the flow many now from Deborah. Who knows Deborah? But we don't know why Deborah is important. Deborah told us that, I see that the highways of Zion is empty. Because what was happening is that the enemy, the Philistines were fighting against them to get to the temple. So what was happening was that they knew that if they get, if the Israelites get to the temple, that's where they all come together. That's where the nations will have strength. So in Deborah's time, that if the road was empty, that led to the temple. So Deborah was the one who fought the enemy to get the street full again. So you see, I'm going to fight to get people to get to the house of the Lord again. I'm not going to let people stay at home. I'm going to make sure that people are in church. Amen. We need more Deborah's in the church. We are not satisfied with people walking around in down, up and down. We are not satisfied with people lying around. We rather want them to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I'm a Deborah. I'm going to fight for the Lord. I'm going to fight for the house of the Lord. We, we, need to, we need to have our hearts not open just for us. But for other people to also be in the house of the Lord. And it is not about getting the church full. Yes, Lord. We just cannot always do the care for the great. No, it's about getting people connected to God. Amen. Getting them close to God. Because all the people we see walking up and down, they are not going anywhere else, they are going to hell. 
because they are not part of the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. So, we need to understand the importance of being in church. And why we need to fight to be in church. Hallelujah. Now we get to, as I'm ending the message, now we get to the sons of Korah. Why Korah is important, these men? So, they were writing the psalm, and they wrote the psalms in Psalm 84 and in Psalm 48. Okay? And they kept on speaking about how beautiful is the temple. They kept on speaking about wanting to desire to be in the temple. Wanting to desire to, to be in the house. Amen. We need to get that desire back again in our hearts. We, we shouldn't have an uh, attitude of of Zavyekeh. You know, we need, we need to leave that attitude and rather come up to the house of the Lord with, with the excitement and the expectation. Amen. That's, that's why David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go up to the house of the Lord. Meaning, meaning, you, what, what he was saying is, I was glad that we're going to do a journey, a heavy long journey. We're going to go a far way to get there. But he said, I was glad when they said unto me, Amen. Hallelujah. Are you there? Hallelujah. Now they write, they write in the psalm. They say, the, the sons of Korah Kora say, And greatly to be praised is the city of our Lord and the holy mountains. Beautiful for situation. Okay? The joy of the whole earth. Mount Zion. Hallelujah. Who knows that one day we will all be in Mount Zion. We, we will be standing on this mountain. If you are part of the church, one day you will be standing there. In the house of the Lord, beautiful for situation. Hallelujah. Then the Bible says, the sons of Korah. So, the sons of Korah, Korah was a man, he was, he was a cousin of Moses. Okay? And one day Moses was doing something. Moses got married and they came up against Moses. Moses was the leader and they came up against, uh, against Moses. Korah and 300 of his, of his other fellow men. And what happened was, that as they spoke against Moses, Moses started to pray against Korah. And then Moses said, Lord, if these men stand against me and I am to show them that I'm a real man of God, let them die in an unnatural way. So what happened was the earth opened up and the, the earth and the fire from beneath came and it took Korah like this. And it pulled Korah down. Then a curse was laid on Korah, and this curse is this that, that a bastard, okay? A bastard in the spiritual sense is someone who stood against the, the servant of the Lord. He must not enter, enter the congregation of the Lord. Meaning, he could not go into the temple until the seventh generation. Which means now, is all the sons of Korah for seven generations. If you think about the generation, how long do we live like? 70 years, 80 years, 100 years, 120 years. These are Bible days. They live for very long. Moses was 120. So they couldn't get into the temple. They were The sons of Korah, they were only allowed to get to in front of the temple. But they were never allowed to go in because there was a curse on their family. Now, when this psalm was written, Psalms 84... How beautiful is the temple? Can we, this was the first time that sons of Korah, they were the eighth generation. And they were now allowed to enter the temple. And then they started to write these beautiful words. Amen. 
this is why they said this was they said they go from strength to strength. Those who appear before God in Zion. Because they would see how their fellow brothers went into church. And then they became more anointed. They became more powerful. But but look at how we are. You know, I can see goodness, the children the children who live here in the Africa. I can see the difference between the children who are in church and those who are not in church. When I came here, I was raining yesterday morning. And my mindset told me, the, the dancers, they cannot be here. It's raining. Are they in a hand? I mean, are they not tired? They've been dancing for three, four years. Even from the place of spent. They were dancing with joy. They were dancing. And then the rain that he me someone else's child is standing there with a the boy. Someone else's child is smoking there. Someone else's child is drinking there. Somebody else's child is a dad addict now. Why? Because he, and you know why? Because mommy church wasn't important for mommy also. Even 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 mommy says something now. we must go and look for your child at night. And, and start with your attitude. We must now go and you you calling me. But again, I'll be out later. My it's my child there. I said, your child is not there. But if they enter you, I will say, I will find your child. Then I start to call around. I start to call around. Then I find the child is there. And when does it begin? It begins with mommy's attitude. With daddy's attitude. Daddy's not taking the things of God serious. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. Peter is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Let's close our eyes. Let's thank God for the church. Let's thank God for the church. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the church. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here. God bless you for listening to this message. Follow us on Facebook 
at Faith Life Family Church to find out more information about our service times and up-and-coming events. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast channel to receive regular messages by Pastor Lane Rizal.